to the backside of the desert Midian with his father-in-law Jethro, his wife Zipporah. And in the third chapter, he was summoned by a peculiarity in the mountains, a bush burning but not consumed. Again, God gives us indication through something we see that has function, that the nation would be burnt in their suffering, but will never be consumed. Hallelujah. And then Moses, of course, goes to this mountain, meets God, and God sends Moses down, chapters 4 to 11. He does all these miraculous signs, 10 plagues, and chapter 12 is the institution of the Sabbath, and um, and then God tells Moses, here's what I'm going to do at night. Every family, every Hebrew family will take a lamb, slam, slay, slay it, take the blood, take hyssop, which is a sponge, put it over the door, lentil, door uh, post, which forms a cross. And at midnight, when my death angel comes through, when I see the blood, I'll pass over. It, it, it was the first Passover instituted by God. And then God says, and tell them they are to pack up and at night, they're going to leave in haste. They're going to leave after eating bitter herbs. They're going to run to where I tell them to run. Can I get a witness? So in chapter 13, they're, they're, they're leaving. And, 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 and in chapter 14 of Exodus, uh, Pharaoh's chasing them. The Red Sea opens. God swallows Pharaoh's. Chapter 15, they sing a song of praise. Miriam leads. Amen. Uh, the praise group, and they're praising God for deliverance. And then chapter 16, the tests begin. That God says, now you have your direction, you know your destination, but I need some discipline to get where we're going. And, 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 and of course, in chapter 16, they get hungry. And they, 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 they start complaining to Moses. God sends down manna, little pancakes from heaven. Then in chapter 17, they get thirsty. God tells Moses to speak to a rock. Water gushes out of the rock. Chapter 17, the Amalekites come up on him. And God tells Moses to hold his hands up. And as he holds his hands up, Joshua's in the valley fighting. Her and Aaron is holding him up. And he's got to keep his hands up. Because as long as his hands are up, Israel's winning. And when you're going through... As long as your hands are up in prayer, you are winning. Can I get a witness? You're, no, no, I didn't say you were going to win. I said when you start praying, you're already winning. Do I have a witness? And, and, and then at chapter 19 and 20, they end up at Sinai. They get the Ten Commandments and, and all the rest of the chapters up to 32. God has given 400-something odd uh, 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 instructions that are associated with the law. Chapter 32, while Moses is up on the mountain, they decide to worship an idol uh, calf. God gets angry with them. God strikes them. God in institutes the tabernacle. And the whole historicity of Israel is captured in Exodus and parts of Numbers. That when they came to Kadesh Barnea, they capsized. They murmured against God. They did not believe God. They murmured against Moses. They murmured against the way they were being led, the way they were being guided, the way they were being treated. 
So the Apostle Paul, under the ministry of the Holy Spirit, decides to go back and exhume the body as a pathologist, as a CSI agent, dig the body up of Old Testament Israel, and let's learn the cause of death. And as he's exhuming the body, Paul lays out some interesting things for us so we don't repeat what they did. I like this because the Bible is full of miraculous movements by God. So when we begin to look at this, this matter of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and I'm going to shorten somewhat what I said this morning, is that um, first, they failed the test of their faith. What do you mean they failed the test of their faith? Well, they, they were struggling with what they were told. We've got to be careful. God tells us things through the word. And we got to hold God to that. And I don't care what comes in the way, whatever God has spoken will happen. Can I get a witness? And God does not always, part of faith is not having all of the information before you are able to believe. Do I have a witness? People that want every facet of information, they want God to tell them everything. That's not faith. That's sight. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Some things in your life are not seen. Some things you've been praying for are not seen. Yeah, yeah, amen. Your final destination is not seen. We've got to believe God and take him at his word. Can I get a witness? And child of God, one of the things that um, concerns me about Christians today is that they want the promises without problems. They come together. When God gives you a promise, there are some problems that are interwoven. You've got to accept the problems with the promises because it helps you to have perseverance. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Why? Because the fire testing of your faith is working out patience, perseverance. But let patience have her perfect work. Don't try to shortcut your trials because in God's school, there are no failures. And whatever class you cut and whatever trial you cut, you got to take over again. Yes, sir. Y'all yes. ain't getting this. Yes, sir. So if there's a trial in your life and you don't wish to deal with it, you just got to take the course later. It may not even come in the same way. Can I get a witness? That when you begin to look at this matter of chapter 10, it says, moreover, which goes back into chapter 9, and let me synopsize real quick, what Israel failed to do, they were overconfident and had no self-discipline. My God, 
I got my direction. I know my deliverance. Uh Uh-huh. But I got to have discipline to get to where God wants me to go. I got it. So when he says moreover, he's talking about this overconfident. And some of us really get cocky with our Bibles. We give people the impression that we have overcome everything. We give people the impression that we don't struggle with anything. We give people the impression that you can tell the devil to take a hike at any time you want because you've got it all. Well, that's not true. All of us stumble, all of us fall, all of us get discouraged, all of us fall short, all of us have those weak moments where we don't even feel like praying, reading the word, coming to church. Can I get a witness? All of us are susceptible to what Israel went through. Every last one of us. So God is saying, moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant. God does not want anybody in Christ ignorant. That's a whole sermon itself. How that our fathers, now here's the, let let me talk about contextual preaching. Staying within the context. Too many preachers pull verses out, preach on them, jiggle them at you, preach on them, and you didn't get the context. And without the context, it's a pretext. Are y'all getting pastor? You got to know the Holy Spirit was first talking about the people in the text. That is, you got to define the text before you give application to the congregation. Lord have mercy. You know, I, I hear people argue and say, uh, and of different denominations, they say, well, who don't believe in the Trinity, and they say, well, Acts 2.38 says that unless you baptize in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, you can't go to heaven. And it shows how ignorant they are. Because the context of Acts 2 was at Pentecost, And the Jews, the first seven chapters of Acts is to Jews, Jerusalem. The Jews believed in God the Father. The Jews believed in God the Holy Ghost. The Jews' problem was Jesus. So the writer is saying, you got to be baptized in the name you're struggling with. Because he is the author. I'm preaching already. And the finisher, how are you going to say we shouldn't be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost when Jesus said that? Are y'all getting what I'm saying? So the context says our fathers. Now, wait a minute. He's talking to the church at Corinth. They were Greeks. They were not Jews. Paul is making a symbolism to the Greeks, to the Gentiles, by way of what the Jews went through. So all of our fathers were under the cloud, that's emblematic of the Holy Spirit, and all, notice all, passed through the sea. That was their baptism, baptizo. They went through, came out of, 
Moses in the cloud and the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat. Mm. And did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual Petra in the Greek rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. Now stop, stop. How do you drink a rock? Here's what he's saying. At Rephidim, when they got thirsty, Moses spoke to the rock. The rock gushed out water. They got physical drink, but the spirit of the rock, Jesus Christ, was following them. The Jews had the Holy Spirit, cloud by day, pillar fire by night, had the Holy Spirit in front of them, had Jesus behind them, had angels around them, and had God the Father over them. You ain't getting this. So, so when you begin to look at this text, it says, all, 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 but with many of them, God was not well pleased. Now stop. All many, all many. It's a test. All took the test. All had the same study material. All had library time to study, but many of them failed. I don't know about you, but when I was going through school, I felt better when I failed and everybody else failed too. <laughs> felt a little better. Right. Teachers say, everybody failed. I got to curb the next one. But if there's only five of us that failed and everybody else passed, that's a lonely feeling. Your paper come back all marked up in red. And I failed a whole bunch of tests. Didn't, didn't mean to. Didn't want to. But here's what he's saying. He's saying they failed the tests of their faith. They struggled with what they were told. What were they told? Get up, we're going out of here. I'm taking you into Canaan. Look, God gave them destination. God gave them direction. What God never said was, in order to get there, you need discipline. And we need discipline. We need discipline. And, and, and it's in this text that they limped in their lives, they had pain from their past. And let me let me stop talking. Right? Let me let me throw this out there again about history. Call this the history channel. Do a four one one before you do a nine one one. I'm getting married. What do you know about their history? Don't get quiet now. I take you on a date and I'm serious about you and I'm thinking about asking you to marry me, we're going to lay out this history. And the history. and the history might include a police report, a credit report. Y'all ain't getting this. I'm trying to help you out. 
Marrying them because they fine. That's that instant gratification. Marrying them because they dress nice. Marrying them because they got a good job. Then it's time to come buy a car. Their credit's messed up. You ain't know about it. History. First question, are you saved? Yes. All right, that's your faith. Let's talk about the fruit. Because God's got twins, faith and fruit, goodness and mercy. Can I get a witness? Oh, you're getting quiet up in here. Hmm. My God. Now that I know you saved, how many boyfriends did you have? Just one. Lion. We got, we, got to, we got to understand the importance of history. Why? Because most of my pain is from the past. The pain and hell that I'm going to bring in this marriage, you didn't have nothing to do with. I'm dragging this stuff into the marriage. No, y'all ain't getting this. I understand, huh? I, I, I never knew this about you. Well, you know now. In the name of Jesus. Huh? The fact of the matter is, is that we all have a hurt, some hurt from our history. They had pain in their lives because they were enslaved in Egypt. And I was a slave of sin in the world. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. Do you know how hard it is for us to be transformed into another life? We got memories of the mess. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? We, 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 we can, Lord have mercy. We were enslaved. By sex and drugs and influence and partying and, come on now, running. We ran from relationship to relationship. The minute it got hot, you got out. Now that you married, you just can't run no more. You got you to gotta tie this stuff down and hold on to help is on the way. And the Holy Ghost is transforming us, isn't he? He, yeah, yes, 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 he is. Yes, he is. Ha. There, there are some T's that I always think about when I'm preaching or teaching. First of all, it's got to be theologically sound. Theologically sound. It's got to be rightly divided. After theologically sound, when I'm preaching or teaching, it's got to be therapeutic. It's got to minister where people hurt. Then it's got to be, amen, it's got to have some transparency to it. I can't sit up here and preach at you. I got to preach in a way that you can see that I too was messed up. And the Lord brought me from a mighty long way. Can I get a witness? Oh man, it's the thief. You, you just can't get up here and, and throw the word out. This stuff means something. All and many. They wanted the promises, but they didn't want the problems. And that's the way a lot of us are. 
We want the icing, but we don't want the cake. We want instant gratification. And I understand that when you're young. When you're a teenager, 14 or 15, it's natural to be instant in your gratification. Some of y'all sitting out there 60. (laughs) And you still want instant (laughs) gratification. You want it all right now? Come on now. Or else. Do I have a witness? Listen, listen, listen at at Paul's all, but with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown. They, They capsized. They capsized in the wilderness. Wilderness means a place of instruction. God's got to take us in the wilderness to teach us how to live for him. My God. He, look, they failed the tests of their faith. James says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials that the fire test of your faith will work. Patience, but let patience have a perfect work. Peter tells us Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to test you as though something strange happened to you, but rejoice. In other words, expect it. It's coming. Can I get a witness? They were struggling with promises, problems, and when you have just promises, you become prayerless. If you live for promises, you will become prayerless. What keeps us praying are the problems. When the problems are interwoven with the promises, we pray and we don't pout and we learn not to become overconfident, taking the grace of God for granted. That's what happens to us. You got to take the good and the bad. You got to take the ups and the downs. I would be lying if I sat here and told you that I liked all the way the Lord led me. Didn't like it. God's not going to tell you everything. Remember, remember when Jesus got in the boat with the disciples? He said, Come on, guys, we're going to the other side. Remember that? He told them about the destination, right? He didn't tell them about the disturbing storm that would come up out of nowhere. And when they said, Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? He got up and rebuked the storm. He said, oh, ye of little what? Did not I tell you we was going to the other side. Do you know how deep that is? They forgot what they were told. And when you're going through, you better know what God has said. When hell's breaking out of your life, you better know what God has said. Because only what he has said is what you can stand on. I know my Redeemer liveth. I know he's able to keep me from falling. We know that all things are working together for the good. He that has begun a good work in you will keep on doing it to Jesus Christ. You've got to know what he said. 
the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Before you call, I will answer. Lord, have mercy. The promises come with problems to give us a perseverance of discipline. It's the disciplines that the church don't talk about. Can I get a witness? And, and, it's, and it's here, it's here, it's here. They turn an 11-day trip of 150 miles into 40 years in death. 11 days from Sinai to Canaan, and they turned it into 40 years. Why? Because according to the exhumed grave, of 1 Corinthians 10, they fail the tests of their faith. Hmm. My God. Check this out. And I, I like to I like to look at this and say, man, how do you come to church every Sunday? Sing, shout, fellowship, get the word, all. All come to St. Matthew's. All hear the word. All brag about their seniority and how long you've been here. All sit in the same seats. Everybody knows you. But you keep failing the test. The test of God. It's a test of discipline. Old lady told me when I first got saved, came out that world, man, she said, son, you got to pray and ask God to give you a hatred for sin. And I sat and looked at her. What are you talking about? All that sin that you've been running into, you got to now pray that God will give you a hatred. I said, you mean I got to pray for a hatred for fornication? That that one ain't happening tonight. I got to pray to... and, And see, now I understand what she's saying. You don't, listen, as you pray and ask God to give you an attitude, his attitude of hatred for sin, God sends a power to come out of the sin. As long as you have, like Lot's wife, as long as you're running looking back, you're turning to your proverbial pill of salt. Can I get a witness? Oh, it's getting tight. So, child of God, they, they, they failed, they failed, they failed in their faith. But secondly, they failed in being touched by their friction. They struggled with what they saw. Feelings, fears, and failures. Now, let's talk about our feelings. It's a long one here. All of our feelings are not indicative of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
Well, I feel, nobody wants to hear it, but I, I feel, do you know where your feelings are coming from? Let me, let me give you, your feelings come from your old nature. They don't even come from your new nature. Faith comes from your new nature. Your feelings are coming from your old nature. So when you start feeling something, it's emanating up through satanic territory. Can I get a witness? Oh, you, you can quiet all you want. Look at this. Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is their feelings, their fears, they were overthrown. Here's what they said to God. Wait a minute. When you get the numbers, Kadesh Barnea, here's why God killed them. He said, wait a minute. Why did you, God, bring us out of Egypt? Why didn't you just leave us there? We don't want your manna. We don't like your diets. We don't like your director, Moses. We don't like your direction. We don't like the difficulties you're taking us through. Why didn't you just leave us there? And in fact, we miss the leeks and the onions and the melons of Egypt. Now, I know you're thinking about actual leeks, onions, and melons. That's symbolic. Aren't there some things from the world you miss? Ain't nobody gonna say, ain't nobody gonna confess something? All, all, this, all, this, all, this, all, this, all this beautiful red up here, you ain't gonna. Huh? Aren't, aren't there some things every now and then when you get upset and fed up that you look back and say, you know what, I kind of miss that. Brother Arnold, you miss anything from Egypt? Huh? A cigar. Oh, that's good. Cigar. <laughs> I ain't asking. Johnny Walker red, Johnny Walker back, green. Huh? Yeah, but just don't put nothing in that glass, right? Chris, don't you miss some of the things of the world every now and then? Yeah, right. Don't you, don't you just miss? I'm tired of sitting up here in church every Sunday with these phony folk. I like to, like to let it all out and hang it all down and sh shimmy in. Oh, yo, you, you miss? You miss? You missed the coach. Some of y'all missed the roach. I ain't talking about something to crawl either. You miss. In fact, you missed that free stuff. You missed letting your hair down when you had hair. You, you miss. The leeks and the onions. See, see, listen. <laughs> There's one in every church. Look at this. Check it out. Shh. 
I know. I can't get no satisfaction. And I tried. And I tried. You know, you know, the whole thing is, see, here's your enemy. You got a memory that Satan plays on. So when you're trying to live for Christ, Satan pulls up them tapes. Are y'all with me? Oh, he, won't he pull them up? Won't he pull them up? He pull them up, pull them down. Why are you dealing with this hard marriage? Remember? Susie Lou? Come on now, huh? Uh, uh, remember Bill with the kinky hair? Remember? You, you, you know, he, he, he just keeps pulling up the memories of the leeks, the onions, and the melons. What Satan will not pull up is where you were gone with the leeks, the melon, and the onions. You and I was going to hell. Can I get a witness? But the Bible says, but God, who's rich in mercy. Can I get a witness? I, I know there's some people in the church that never been out there, so they sit here and look at me like, what is he talking about? There's some of y'all that was out there, now you're in here, and, and you, you, you can appreciate what the Lord has really done. Because when I start thinking about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul, Cries out, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. The Lord is good. Bought me from a mighty long way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, have me, I, let, me, let me define some of this. Thank you for your intrinsic goodness. No matter how I feel about you, you're good to me. You'll get that going home. Thank you for your grace, love we don't deserve. Thank you for your mercy, not giving us what we do deserve. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If the Lord didn't do another thing, he's done enough for you to shout the rest of your life. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy. I said he's worthy. I thank God I'm not an alcoholic. I thank God I don't have AIDS. I thank God I'm clothed in my right mind. I thank God I'm saved. Thank God he woke me up this morning. Thank God for my children and my wife. Thank God he's wild. What a mighty God we saw.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know what? Listen, listen, I got to go on. You know why God can't get the glory? Because you won't tell the whole story. That's why he can't get the glory. I want to have a Sunday called transparency. Well, we get bold enough to say, you know what? I was a prostitute, but the Lord saved me. I laid up, didn't know who I was laying over, but the Lord saved me. I was into this, but the Lord saved me. He can't get the glory because y'all stuck up Christians won't tell the whole. Thank you, Jesus. It's tight, but it's right. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. It was nobody but Jesus that came in them clubs and saw you out safely. It was nobody but Jesus that pulled you out of them house fires and them car accidents. It was nobody but Jesus. Can I get a witness? It was that rock that followed you when you was blown out of your mind, when you was ready to kill yourself. The spirit of the living God, because he knew you were elected, the Lord came and saved you. He captured you. He helped you. He saved you. He changed you. Yes! All right, hold on. All right, be seated, be seated, be seated. Be seated. Be seated. Thank you. Uh, excuse, excuse me, let me, let me introduce this. David talked about his hidden sins. God did not take your hidden sins and put them out so everybody could see them. Uh-oh. He didn't take that stuff, that closet stuff, put a light on it so everybody could see it. He just came alongside of you and washed you, saved you, kept it between him and you. Can I get a witness? And the least you can do is the thanking. Lord, I want to thank you. I want to praise you. I want to exalt you because you're God. Lord, have mercy. Oh. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Some of y'all looking funny. Jesus said, did not I heal ten and only one came back to thank me? See, all of us have been healed, but all of us won't publicly thank you. 
can I get a witness? But I'm going to put the record down straight. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where, where, where would I be? I, I, I got to move on, got to move on. Look, look at the language he uses. Now these, these things, verse 6, were our examples, two posts, to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they lusted, neither become idolaters as some of them. Anything you put before Jesus is an idol. Anything. Your children can be an idol. Oh boy, look how we got quiet up in here. Look at this. As some of them, it is written, the people sat down. Look, 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 at the, look at the verbs. They sat down to eat. They became comfortable with their environment and rose up to play. The word play means orgies. Here's Moses at the top of the mountain getting the commandments, speaking to God. Moses' whole face is white. He, yes, thou shall not. Yes, Lord. He all white in the face because of the glory of the Shekinah. And they at the bottom of the mountain, hey, Aaron, make us a golden calf so we can be like the other nations. Are y'all getting this? So Moses came down with Joshua. Joshua waited halfway. They came down. He came under the commandments. And he said, what's that noise? All noise ain't good noise. They was at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah, party. Women untaking their clothes off. They having all these... Moses threw the commandments. God swallowed up 23,000 of them. Here's their problem. Their wounds. Their past history of hurts. They murmured against a holy God. They did, and, and if you have time, go and read Deuteronomy 8. God says, I tested you to humble you. So I would know what was in your heart because man does not live by bread alone. Can I get a witness? And, and see, once they were touched by friction, some saints don't think they ought to be touched by friction. Friction is part of your life. Can I get a witness? Not only the faith, but the friction. God's going to let friction come in. God is going to let trials come in. God is going to let, amen, opposite angles come in. God's going to let things come in that's going to be frustrating to you, but you got to keep your focus. You got to know that you know that you know that he is able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that we can manage to think. Check this out. Look, look what he says. We're coming in now. Neither let us tempt Christ, some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of the serpents. Verse 10, they murmured. Some of them murmured and were destroyed by the destroying angel. Now all these things, verse 11, happened unto them, them, ancient Israel, for our examples. And they are written for our admonition. The word admonition means warning. Remember lost in space? Robot, warning, warning, enemy approaching, warning. God says, let this word be a warning unto you. Wherefore, let him thinketh 
he standeth, take heed lest he fall. Overconfidence. We can become anesthetized to the voice of the Holy Spirit or to change. Let me, let me, let me tell you what the problem is here. You and I could be in church so much that we stop hearing the Lord. It becomes a routine. Are y'all getting this? You get up, you come to church, you sit there, you get in your same seat, you know, same complaints, you're murmuring, you throw something in the pot, you know, you hear the word, you, you go back out, get in your car and go back home and then cuss somebody out. So, you know, same, same, same. same. It, it, it can become, it can become routine. It can become routine. Church can become routine. And that's why I stand up here Sunday after Sunday. Y'all don't understand. And I think Dr. Ari Williams mentioned it. Every Sunday you come in is a new experience of worship. Amen. When you enter my courts, enter with praise. The choir should be saying, it's a privilege to sing for my Lord. So I'm not singing for Kent. I'm not singing for Sister Garrison. I'm not singing to be heard. I'm singing for him. I'm preaching for him. I'm ushering for him. Can I get a witness? When you take on a whole new mindset of who you're doing it for, amen, routine goes out the window. Because every Sunday is a new day. Every Sunday is a new experience. Can I get, and you come in saying, Lord, I want to walk out with a new, I want to walk out with a new message for my life. I want to walk out with a new strength. I want to walk out with a new discipline. I want to walk out with a new determination. The sermon is not for the person next to you. The sermon is for you. And God has already preached it to me because I wrote it. Friction. 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 God bless us to go. When we first got married, we was having all kinds of problems. I said, this ain't no blessing. This is a curse. <laughs> no, 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 no. She knows this. She said this. This is a curse. I ain't, I ain't living like this. I ain't living like this. I, I, I can't stay here. Because in the world, girlfriends was like changing my clothes. You get on my nerves, I'm out of here. I went around some girl's house in West Philly back and way back. Here she go. You supposed to be here at 8 o'clock. I said, <laughs> Got in my car, started my car, one on, one about three blocks out to another girl's house. I ain't fun with this. Like trolley cars. You miss one, you wait and catch the next one. I ain't fun with this. So when I got saved, how many of you know what I'm talking about? So when I got saved, the Holy Ghost said, all right, man, you can't be doing this no more. You, you got to leave that life off. Can I get a witness? There is some friction that comes with the faith. You got to put up with folk. Don't you have to put up with folk? Y'all don't sound too convincing. You, you, he only standing because Barbara ain't here. You, you got you to gotta put up. You can tell when his wife is, he's sitting there like this, look. You got to put up with stuff. 
Let me get out of here. Let me get out of here. They failed the test of their faith. They failed God. Being touched by friction. They didn't like the discomforts of difficulties. And every time God allowed a difficulty in the wilderness, they resented God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They resented God. And third and finally, they, my God, they failed in their testimony of their finish. Not only what God told them, what they saw, but what they knew. Here's what they knew. They knew that if God took the trouble to uproot you from slavery, that it was inevitable that you were going to shout in freedom. Can I get a witness? And, 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 see, and see, child of God, when you begin to look at these closing verses, and I, I like this, he says, these things, verse 11, happen to our, as our examples. Wherefore, let him that thinketh that he's saying, take heed lest he fall. Here it is. There is no temptation. Now, this is overwhelming evidence of the Spirit of God that has taken you, but such as common to what? To man. Now, let me stop. Whatever you are bothered by, there are probably 40 others in here bothered by the same thing. See, one of Satan's tactics is to isolate you in your thinking. He wants to make you think you're the only one going through. And once he isolates you, now you want, listen, then you start thinking God doesn't love you. Then you start, like Adam and Eve, thinking that God has no integrity. I can't trust his word because you think you're the only one in this situation. Can I get a witness? There is no temptation that have taken you. You say, well, I, I feel lonely at night. Well, excuse me, a whole lot of folks feel lonely at night. Amen? Married folk feel lonely. Married folk feel lonely. Let me say that again. Haven't you felt lonely and you married with a house full of kids? You still won't. You still won't acknowledge. You ain't nothing but a chump. Look at it, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. I'm doing this for Joanne. I'm doing this for Joanne. She keeps putting these premiums on marriage. Better to be single and wish she was married than to be married and wish she was single. Leave that one alone too. See, see, the storm, it's not about anybody else, it's about us. Are y'all getting what the pastor's trying to say? If in my heart I'm not satisfied with Jesus, it doesn't matter who else is in the house with me. If in my heart I'm not contented in Christ, it doesn't matter how many people in the house. The contentment starts in us. Can I get a witness? And only one that can make us content is him. Do I have a witness? I'm, I'm coming in. Look, look what he says. Look what he says. But God is faithful what is it at the end of the day that's going to bring me out his faithfulness 
It's his faithfulness that's going to lift me up when I'm downtrodden. It's his faithfulness that's going to put me on a street called straight. It's his faithfulness that's going to give me joy in the midst of my struggles. It's his faithfulness that's going to bless me when my roads are blocked. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able. He's not going to laugh. I went on a trip and uh, to a, you know, to a religious organization. And here I am in a beautiful hotel and I, I call for room service. I like some hot wings and this and that. And the, and, and the hotel without room service is a cursed place. <laughs> and I, they said, we'll have your dish up in 25 minutes. Thank you. So I'm watching ESPN. And I hear this knock on the door. Beep, beep, room service. And I just casually grabbed my bathroom, went to the door, opened up the door. And here's a tray on the shoulder of this woman. And if she didn't look like but Beyonce. And she said, she came in the room and she said, hi. I said, hello. Where, where would you like me to sit? I said, over there. So she sat it down and she, and she said, um, are you visiting? I said, yes. She said, is there anything else? Now, now, wait a minute, I got to be honest. I start thinking about them leeks <laughs> and them onions of Egypt. I said, no, thank you, hon. I said, here. She said, what's that? I said, it's a track. Jesus loves you. I gave her a track. Then I said, now nah, I know I'm dead. <laughs> so, child of God, for the rest of your life, you're going to have encounters. You want to have encumbrances. Do I have a witness? He said, but he is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above what you're able to bear. Here's the miracle, but with the temptation, he's going to make a way of escape. So God says to Satan, take your best shot. I'm going to take everything you're using, and I'm going to take it and use it back against you. Y'all ain't getting this. In order to transform him, I'm going to take all the evil you're throwing. I'm going to mix it up with my good. I'm going to make all things work together for the good. I'm going to make the hurts and the helps, the pain and the problems. I'm going to take it all. And God says, here's my miracle. When I finish with this thing, they're going to shout in my name. So whatever Satan works in, God works it out. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy, I said joy, I said joy will come in the morning. He's able. Is he able? He's able to keep you from falling. What a mighty God. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Praise his name. As every head's bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you want to be saved. Truly born again. 
Jesus died for your sins, was buried, rose again from the grave. With all power in his hands, he's the only begotten son of God. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. I want to give my life to Christ this morning. I want to know that I'm going to heaven. I want to know that he's going to work in my life. Just raise your hand. Is there one? We had two this morning. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join the church in your Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. Praise God. Come on, brother. Hey, man. Is there another? Is there another? Come on out of your seats. I'm challenging you to get saved today. The Lord is good. He's good in spite of us. He's good. Father, we thank you for your word. And as Paul exhumed his body and did a pathological autopsy on the failures and ruin of Israel, we can learn from this that we will not be overconfident but be disciplined. That God, we will expect friction to come in our lives. And God, finally, that we will finish strong because Jesus is in front of us. Bless your people with your word. Bless them with a spirit of cooperation. Bless our families. Bless our children. Bless our minds and our hearts. In Jesus' precious name. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, sweet communion, the blessed Holy Spirit, rest and abide with all of us, both now and forevermore. Church says, Amen. God bless you. See you Wednesday. You are dismissed.